Welcome to the NatMathSci podcast, brought to you by the National Mathematics and Science College. This is the podcast to let you find out more about NatMathSci by hearing from staff and students talking about their experiences, all unscripted and unplugged, so you can hear what life at the college is really like. In this episode, we talk to Dr. Penny Robotham about the Chemistry Olympiads. We'll be finding out how she got involved with them, what they actually are, and also what the Chemistry Olympiad paper looks like. But for now, let's get into that episode right now. Penny, welcome to the NatMatsai podcast and thank you for being here. How are you today? I'm really good today. I've had a fantastic morning. I've had my year two students back in the lab synthesising aspirin and um, my year one students are currently working towards the Royal Society of Chemistry Analyst Competition. So this morning okay. we have been um, looking at which bleach is the best value and uh, we've been which doing some... Which bleach is the best value? Bleach, yeah. Oh. So uh, we've been looking at the expensive brands and the cheaper brands but I'm afraid mm-hmm. I don't have an answer for you yet because they haven't quite finished the practical work. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I'm dying to know. So let me know afterwards, maybe. Um, Now, we're here to talk about life in the world of the chemistry Olympiads. But before we do that, could you just tell us a little bit about uh, how long you've been at the school for and how you ended up there, where you worked beforehand? Oh, absolutely. Um, I was actually one of the founding teachers at the National Mathematics and Science College. So prior to that, I would have been head of science and head of chemistry um, for a few too many years, perhaps, (laughs) (laughs) Um, at um, a a really nice uh, local um, grammar school. It was just an opportunity that was too good to uh, not grab, really. Um, So I heard all about the ethos of the college and what its mission statement was. uh, Mm -hmm. And I just really thought that is for me. I want to be involved with that so I've been there very much since day one when it was all um, a building site and we were having the laboratories fitted um, to where we are today with our marvellous student body. Okay so how have you seen it change from the time when you started to how it is now? Uh, well, literally, when we walked in in May and the school building was opening in September, it was there were no walls, <laughs> so oh, some wow. massive changes there, um, mm. and and really the student body not only growing in number but also in diversity as well. So we now have um, a, a huge number of different nationalities represented, mm-hmm. and it's just such a privilege to work there on an everyday basis because I learn mm. something new from different mm-hmm. people every day. Um, yes. So I'm learning about uh, Ramadan in a different way we've got students uh, you know um, following Ramadan at the moment and mm-hmm. um, we've got students from Iran and Egypt and China and Hong Kong wow. it's just amazing it, it's it's lovely so we're here to talk then about the chemistry Olympiads but first of all can you just tell us in a snapshot just in a couple of sentences what actually the chemistry Olympiads are yes absolutely um, so most people will have heard of maths olympiads within education mm-hmm. um, for the person on the street who hasn't even come across the maths olympiads um, we are all aware of the sporting olympiads so where you have the very best athletes representing their countries in a particular discipline mm-hmm. um, so um, we also have academic olympiads as well which are maybe less well known and the chemistry olympiad is one of that suite of olympiads where we're aiming to get the very best students uh, to represent the UK on an international uh, playing field. So tell me then about how you got involved in the Olympiads at the college. Going back maybe too many years now, but (laughs) several years, um, I had the privilege of teaching an amazing student called David Eady. 
And David mm-hmm. Eady represented the UK in the International Olympiads on as a lower six student and as an upper six student. At the end of um, his um, sixth form, uh, where I'd been teaching him, he uh, went off to the International Olympiad and came third in the world, um, okay. which is an absolutely amazing achievement, isn't it? Third mm. in the world. Mm. And at that stage, the Royal Society of Chemistry, who uh, do all the support of the Chemistry Olympiad in the UK, um, got mm-hmm. in touch with me and I've been involved since then. So um, I currently chair the Olympiad Working Party. Uh, I've been doing that for okay. the past six years and I've been involved directly with the Olympiad for the past 10 years or so. So what is the Olympiad Working Party? Tell us a little bit more about that. So we basically have a remit of writing the exam papers to enable mm-hmm. us to select the best four chemists in the UK. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's only part of our remit because we would then uh, train, select, mentor those particular team members. Mm-hmm. But because we're all passionate chemists, we also want other students to share our love of chemistry as well. So the paper's really tricky to develop because it's designed to test, stretch the best students in the country but we also want students to enjoy sitting it and therefore it's got lots of very topical questions and I'll probably talk to you more about those in a moment but you know it's 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 a quite difficult balance to have where you're not putting people off because it's Mm -hmm. tricky uh, Mm -hmm. but we do have to select the best people in the country at the same time so it's Mm, got to have a sort of of funny balance really. So Penny how does the chemistry olympiad work in the UK then? So from a working party point of view, we seem to be on a constant cycle of um, finding interesting things to ask students questions about and writing papers and selecting the team and then training the team and then taking the team to an international. Um, From a student perspective, they would see around one paper in January of Mm -hmm. uh, each year. Um, And that is sat by typically about 9,000 plus students. Okay, and right. the top 25 or 30 are then invited to round two. In a normal year, that would involve a weekend at Cambridge University where they would have, um, wait for it because this is quite amazing, a three-hour practical exam followed by a five-hour written paper. Wow. I know. Ooh. It's completely different to A-level, so it's sort of survival of the fittest more than (laughs) as much as anything (laughs) else. Um, It's more than just examinations. When they get to round two, we actually do some training, so they they have hopefully a good experience because obviously only the top four will make the team. But Mm -hmm. for for most students, they will meet it in January uh, of their A-level experiences, um, and they would sit the paper there at that particular stage. And then awards are then given out as a bronze, silver and gold level at round one. And roughly how many of these awards are given out then? It's done by a percentage of the cohort. So the top 8% will be awarded gold, and then the next 25% are awarded silver, and the next 30% or so are awarded a bronze award. So about 50% of students participating will get an award of some description. So what does Chemistry Olympiad paper look like then? Very different to an A-level paper, and that's really Mm -hmm. important for students to appreciate. And the um, mark scheme is also different to an A-level paper. And Mm -hmm. the way the paper is presented will look different as well. So I haven't answered your question yet. I'm aware of that, but it's important that (laughs) students know it doesn't look like an A-level paper, particularly (laughs) when the grade boundaries are set. Mm -hmm. So the types of students that would sit this have been through a GCSE probably they've seen GCSE papers Mm -hmm. and you're given an exam paper there's a space to write your answer and you're told how many marks your answer is worth 
for part A, part B, part C. Okay. With the Chemistry Olympiad, the question paper and the answer paper are separate. Mm -hmm. And you would know how many marks that question was worth, but you wouldn't know how many were distributed between part A, part B, part C. So you might know that question one was worth 10 marks, but you don't know how much is part A, part B, because the marks are based on how difficult we think the answer is. rather than the answer being right or wrong. So obviously we reward somebody getting a right answer, correct answer. Mm -hmm. But imagine it was really hard as opposed to something that was really trivial or Mm -hmm. less less difficult. Mm -hmm. You want to reward the student that's been able to get that harder question right. So you Mm -hmm. might get three marks for something correct Mm -hmm. and something that's a little bit more trivial might only be worth one mark. So it is very different then. Very different. How do the students prepare for that is that something they can adjust to quite easily probably not (laughs) without doing lots of practice um so there's lots of different ways to prepare for it Mm -hmm. um the very best thing to do is um, to start off by going to the royal society of chemistry website where there's lots of past papers and mark schemes just to have a look to see what a paper looks like so they would then see that um the questions are very topical Mm -hmm. so you can sort of see when we went through brexit because we will have referred to it in some of our questions for example when you hear something on the news that's chemically related you can imagine that the working group are all going oh that might make an interesting question okay um so for example i think a lot of people have heard of the nobichok in salisbury so of course we all sat there went oh i wonder if we can write a question about that Um, okay actually when you look at the structure of nobichok it's not particularly well easy to develop a question around it so we haven't done that yet Uh, I'm Mm -hmm. not saying we won't ever, but we haven't done so yet. So when the Olympics were on, uh, the Sporting Olympics were on, and uh, one of the uh, swimmers or divers' um, hair went green. Do you remember the pools all went green in one particular country? yeah. So we all went, oh, I wonder why that went green. And so we wrote a question Mm -hmm. about it, basically. So you find topical questions and Mm -hmm. the students should see that there are things that they will be familiar with from A-level. So they will Mm -hmm. see things such as energetics questions, balancing equations, equilibria, the sorts of topics that they're familiar with. Mm-hmm. are coming up on a fairly routine, regular basis. We don't have a syllabus like an A-level has, so we mm-hmm. can ask anything, but there mm-hmm. are teachers on the working group, so we wouldn't ask something too left field. It would be something right. that they should be familiar with. So is there anything else then that students can do to prepare for the Chemistry Olympiad? Oh, plenty. So that's the first step. They, it's a good idea then to go through and to sort of see what sort of topics are coming up on a relatively regular basis. So for example, they would see, okay, energetics is coming up. They may or may not have studied it, or they might want to revi- remind themselves about it. So they could then start to practice those sorts of questions there and um, the Royal Society of Chemistry has also developed some walkthroughs as well some videos mm-hmm. so there's okay. a lovely question about sherbet lemons for example where mm-hmm. the students are calculating how many sweets somebody would need to eat in a day to work out to get their daily energy um, consumption <laughs> okay 
So is there are nice questions there that they can sort of play around with. And, and those are sort of video walkthroughs where you can mm -hmm. watch a presenter talk through approaches to a particular question. There is also a downloadable uh, PDF document where it's talking through various questions from about the 2007, 2008 papers. Eventually, we will get around to updating that booklet with some of the more modern questions, more recent mm. questions. Mm. Um, but you can walk through how... Uh, um, how you can approach a particular question. So that's mm -hmm. a good starting point. Normally when students are preparing for GCSEs and A-levels, you would sort of say, if you do lots of past papers, you'll see the same sorts of questions come up on a regular basis. Mm -hmm. And that's not the case with the Olympiad. The topics Ooh. might come up, okay. but you won't get the same type of question come up. Oh, okay. So it's almost, obviously, the more past papers you do, the better you're going to get, mm -hmm. but you're not going to see the same question come up mm. again. Mm. Um, so therefore, it's, it's a little bit different how you prepare for it. You're rewarded for doing more past paper questions, but more rewarded because you've got the skills that you've developed, not that you're going to see a question repeated again or very, a very similar question. So it's more of an accurate test on your understanding of the subject as opposed to how well you're able to answer exam questions. Even, even more so than that, it's a, it's, it's a really good way of um, rewarding those that can pick up an idea and apply it Okay. to an unknown situation and the purpose of that is obviously we're trying we don't have a very long time to train the team for the international olympiad so mm -hmm. we need students at that stage who we can tell them something once and they can pretty much run with it okay so what we might do is we might have a particular topic area that students we would expect students to not be so familiar with and we'll mm -hmm. give an explanation behind that particular topic area NMR is an example where students mm -hmm. may not meet it until the upper sixth, for example. Okay. And then we'd see if they could apply those ideas to a question within the question mm. itself. And it also rewards resilience. So if you think back to when you've done exams, you might have opened the exam paper up and looked at it and gone, oh, brilliant, that's my favourite topic. I can answer that particular mm -hmm. question. Oh, yeah. I'm not so confident with that topic. I wish that one hadn't come up. That's more like it. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure not. Actually, within the questions, we try and write in questions within the question that might start mm -hmm. off asking about one particular area of the subject and then swap to some a different topic area and then mm -hmm. come back to something else. So if you're the type of student that looks at something and gives up straight away, you're not mm -hmm. going to do very well. Mm. Whereas if you go, well, okay, I can't do that bit, but it doesn't matter. Let's look at part C. Oh, I can do mm -hmm. part C and I can do part G and I can do part H. That's fine. You'll pick up marks and a good A-level student ought to be able to get a bronze award on it. It also rewards students that are prepared to have a go and not leave blanks. Mm -hmm. So there are students that sort of think, I don't know the answer, I'm not going to write anything down. And there are other students who go, I don't know the answer and I'll just make it up and it might be right. Mm -hmm. And actually, you can pick up quite a few marks if you're logically thinking about how to answer a question. And that's particularly important because I don't think it would be right to get to the end of the podcast and not mention the organic questions because I always get okay. asked about those ones. Okay. The organic mm -hmm. questions are really evil. <laughs> for the majority of <laughs> <Right>. people <laughs> okay <laughs> the majority of people look at them and go i really can't answer that one and we know that um, mm -hmm. this year actually uh we did write a question it was part of the question that i contributed towards which was an organic question which was based on a reaction that students have met in year 12 and 
to see if they could take that basic idea from year 12 and see if they could apply it to a, a more complicated molecule. Okay. But the organic questions are normally something that it, you're either very, very good at them or you look at them, you go, I can't do that. So students wouldn't have met all of the reagents at A-level. And it's not Mm -hmm. about having met the reagents and then going, oh, I know that reagent does this. Mm -hmm. It's about, can I logically think how this molecule here has become Mm -hmm. this molecule over here and sort of be able to sort of stepwise get from A to G, for example. Right, right. And we choose choose molecules that hopefully are relevant to the student. So, Mm -hmm. for example, um, there's been news about um, antidepressants and them being really prescribed quite heavily. So we might pick up a news article like that and go, "Okay, students are familiar with antidepressants. Maybe we can find an antidepressant that they will have heard of and Mm. then write a question around it. But it's a much more complicated molecule than they would have met at A level. So those types of questions, there is a way to prepare for them. But for the standard student that's just wanting to have a bit of fun on the paper, Um, maybe aiming for a bronze or silver Mm -hmm. we do understand that that type of question requires a different approach so penny i have to ask you on behalf of everyone listening to this how many sherbet lemons do you need in order to get as much energy as required oh i love you asking but i wouldn't like to spoil it for those students (laughs) who would actually like to do the calculation themselves (laughs) okay so is there anything else that students could do then in order to prepare Absolutely. Um, So I've talked about the um, sort of Royal Society of Chemistry resources. They're really good starting points. YouTube has got a huge number of different types of videos posted by all sorts of different people walking through how to do different types of questions as Mm -hmm. well. I wouldn't like to pick any one out there. There's lots of, of various sort of, you know, different types of styles of presentations and things like that. Different things suit different people. Mm-hmm. There is a lower sixth chemistry Olympiad, which is organised through Cambridge University, St. Catherine's College. That's a really good starting point for a lot of students because the questions are more aimed at year 12 material, lower sixth material. Um, mm-hmm. So they're less off-putting and they're more familiar chemistry for mm. students there. So I would really recommend looking through those. And the really, really serious candidates, those students who are going, do you know what, I really want a gold like David mm-hmm. Eady did. They will be looking at and reading things like Claydon Organic Chemistry or Chemical mm-hmm. Structures and Reactivity, which is the uh, the undergraduate textbooks used okay. by a lot of the chemistry departments. So that's the type of thing those really sort of serious chemists would be doing. But that's not that's not needed to be able to do well on the competition. If you want Mm. to be if you're aiming at a bronze or a silver, you're just a very interested chemist um, who would like to, you know, just play around and try some of the questions. I've got just a couple more questions to ask you for fun. Because uh, we've learned all about the Chemistry Olympiad. I'd love to know a little bit more about the chemistry department, though. So can you tell me one thing that you really enjoy about your work? Oh, there's so many. It doesn't have to be the thing you most enjoy, just just one thing that you do enjoy. I, I, just, have, I just have a brilliant day. My, my work is my hobby. It's so lovely. You know, some people oh. are like, oh, I don't want to get up and go to work. It's just every day is really different. I think what the big change has been since, since you know, we're coming out of lockdown and things like that, mm-hmm. the, the fact that we 
can do practical work and we teach mm. through practical work so it's lovely watching the students oohs and ahs and just mm. when the simple color changes and, and watching uh, their sort of expressions and getting their reactions and I love that particular moment where you say something and the student goes oh gosh that makes sense now and it can be about something every day as, as a chemist I'm really sad in one respect because <laughs> when, you, when you go out and there's a birthday cake and somebody blows out the candles I'm the type of person that's sniffing the air and trying to identify which chemicals I can smell <laughs> brilliant is this normal behavior oh, it's, it's, well, for, for a chemist yeah I did get strange looks I, I went to the Paris Olympiad um, uh-huh. Paris International Olympiad and um, even the the International Olympians with me thought that I was mad because I was photographing <laughs> um, street manhole covers because they look like skeletal representations of organic molecules on the manhole cover <laughs> and there was a particular uh, tiled floor and there's some cracks in the tile mm-hmm. and I took a photograph of that and I went that'll be really interesting to stretch and challenge my students and I'll have to try and name what the compound is from these right. random squiggles on the oh, floor yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I must admit even my colleagues looked at me at that point and went yeah, that's that's just taking it a bit too far. <laughs> <laughs> well, you did say earlier that you're a passionate chemist. So I think we all understand what that means now. We need to bring this to a close in a moment. But for anyone who's heard anything and might have a follow up question about anything you've said, what's the best way they should get in touch? I have a Twitter feed. So Dr. Mm-hmm. P. Robotham or at Dr. P. Robotham. My pinned tweet on the Twitter feed is actually a spreadsheet which goes through all of the past paper Olympiad questions and shows you how often different topics come up. So that might be something to have a look at. Uh, For those people who aren't into Twitter, then um, there is info at natmatsai.ac.uk. That will always Mm -hmm. get through to me. And you can find my email address on the website as well. Well, Penny, thank you so much for being with us today and for being so willing to open up and share everything about the Chemistry Olympiad. It's been great talking to you. I've had an absolutely brilliant time. I can talk about the Olympiad all day. Uh, So thank (laughs) you for inviting me. I've really enjoyed it. So that was Dr. Penny Robotham talking about the Chemistry Olympiads. Penny, thank you so much for coming on to this episode. As always, if you enjoyed this episode, then please follow this podcast channel, because if you do, then when each episode is released, you'll receive a small notification to let you know that it's available. Each week, we'll be talking to someone different, which means you'll be able to gain an insight into all parts of college life. But in the meantime, thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time. Bye for now.